Welcome to episode 30 the first of Story Mode, a video game podcast, the official podcast of StoryModeGaming.com, brought to you by Fan Critical. I'm your host, Jesse Monroe, and it's a full cast tonight. I'm joined by Oh, who should I start with? Josh Cotter. It's a little crowded in here. It is a little bit crowded. Simon Evans. I don't mind it being crowded. It's quite comfortable. Ooh. Crowded house, like the band. You know who else is in the band? Keelan Simpson. Very warm in here. It well, it happens. <laughs> I'm just, I I'm, have nothing for I'm that. Just dead on the inside, yeah. We all are. <laughs> yeah. Well, okay. So Lon's already answered it, but like, how is everyone else feeling? <laughs> uh, yeah, but what she said. Well, I was doing okay, but now I'm concerned. <laughs> Lauren speaks for me too. <laughs> yeah. yeah um, just, we just rolled him with the dead on the inside thing. It's official motto of story mode gaming. <laughs> just dead on the inside, <laughs> guys. I'm playing Spelunky. And it's really hard. Spelunky 2, that is. I haven't played the original Spelunky. For one, I like saying the word Spelunky. I know, it's such have, a good name. Have you guys played the original or played the new one? I played I the haven't. original a bit on Vita, I think, um, when it came out on there. Um, and I was just hungry for Vita games. Um, I didn't mind it. Uh, I'm just not... I don't think it was... It didn't speak to me at the time. Go with that. It just didn't speak to me at the time. It didn't get its hooks into me. But I appreciated what it was doing. I just saw so many good reviews for it last week. I'm like, ah, fuck it. It's like 30 bucks in the PS store. I'll grab it. It is so good, but it's so punishingly difficult. And it's, it tricks you because it looks very cutesy and dark style and stuff like that. But the whole thing is if you die, you start again. You have to beat a world. And then you get, once you get to the end of the wo- a world, which is four levels, uh, three levels and a boss, basically you can pay off somebody to make a shortcut, but you have to beat, you have to do it like four or five times. So you go to world two, you'll die, you'll start back at world one, you have to get to the end of world one and find this woman again to make the shortcut. But every time you get there, she has a prerequisite to make the shortcut that you didn't know beforehand. So sometimes you'll get to her and it's really hard to get to her. And she's like, oh, cool. Like I need 10,000 coins to, to build the shortcut. I'm like, I just, I just spent them all on the boss. Like, mm-hmm. could you have not called me or something like that? Do we have phones in this cave? <laughs> or like some, something. I, no I saw you four minutes ago in the hub world. Could you not have told me then? Caves are notorious for their excellent mobile signal strength, you know? Mm-hmm. <laughs> well, have like a, a whatever, man. It's 2020. <laughs> Who knows what year it is in the game? Surely they got some sort of device to speak to each other. You can speak to other people in a cave, Kaya. Just yell. shout. It's just cups and string. Yeah. That's all. <laughs> it, yeah, it's just a nice long series of cups <laughs> and strings. <laughs> Fuck it. If it works, it works. But yeah, having a lot of fun with it. And um, see, I was hoping to have a review done this weekend, but I'm like, I need to get more time into this game. I need to get further into this game than I am. I just made the first shortcut and I've yeah, already man. been killed over a hundred times. Beat it. it the game Oof. just told me. I'm like, oh, that. Thanks. Makes Thanks me think that. of um. That makes me think of Celeste, where Celeste gives you the death counter. Um, when you finally complete a level, it tells you how many times you've died on that particular level. Mm. And oh man, I'm it feels bad. So yeah, I'm not even halfway through the game, but fucking hell, like my death toll is a small like nation worth of people. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> it's a Vatican City worth of death. <laughs> yeah. I don't know how many people live there, like one, the Pope, I guess. <laughs> Just the Pope. 
Anyway, speaking of reasons not to die, PlayStation had their last, I'm assuming their last showcase before the PlayStation 5 release proper. Um, Keelan's looking at me like, what are you, what are you on about? You that was so grim, You shouldn't have said that. It might be my only reason to live at the moment, but. <laughs> That's yeah, not the I point. Mean, I don't need that brought up. I don't need that brought up on a podcast, man. <laughs> Well, to be fair, it's a damn good reason. So we got shown off. Um, the, the whole point of this showcase was really to get the pricing and get the reveal date. We had all that happen last week for Xbox in a bit of a roundabout way with a bunch of leaks and other type of shit. Sony thought, hey, we'll do it properly. We'll have a showcase and we'll um, we'll start it right. So we're going to get through the showcase. Let's start off with the games and then we'll get into the price and then we'll get into some, how can we say it, fuckery. Um, so let's start with the games first. Final Fantasy 16. What a what a goddamn way to start the showcase. Holy <sighs> shit. Now this is so was understated as well, man. Yeah, like just, just like, into it, just done. The thing about the rumors as well is like this has been rumored since like before we even saw the PS5, anything on the PS5. So it's just kind of oh yeah, Final Fantasy 16, it's gonna be like, you know, console exclusive or something for a little bit. Like, oh like what a guess, you know, Final Fantasy 7 remake was also yeah. revealed at a Sony press conference and it all is also temporarily an exclusive. And like, although it wasn't exclusive, like Final Fantasy 15 and Kingdom Hearts 3 were shown off at, you know, Sony presses as well. So it wasn't like a huge leap, but people just kept on throwing this out there like every other week. It was, was kind of like- It's eventually going to stick. It's eventually going to get right. But you're right. It was very, very understated. So just to just jump off here, the trailer that we saw, uh, and I'm assuming everyone listening has seen already, was captured on a PS5. Uh, sorry, PS5. On a PC emulating the PS5. Yeah. This is the only trailer that did that. Everything else of the showcase was running on a PS5. Um, so it's looking like 16 is going to be much more fantasy than 15 was. 15 yeah. had that sort of sci-fi. Fantasy based on reality is what they call yeah. it. Yeah. yeah, this is more Game of Thrones. Yeah. yeah, this is high Castles fantasy. and dragons, high fantasy. High that's fantasy. the one. Now, what do you guys... I'm not a Final Fantasy fan. I've never really played them. I've always looked on them at them in wonder, but I don't have a spare 180 hours to play. Um, Simon and Josh, you guys <laughs> do that. You guys yeah. sink your teeth into these games properly. How do you feel about 16? I'll let you go first, Simon. I am incredibly excited about this. This is being created by the Creative Division 3, um, which is uh, Yosh- uh, Naoki Yoshida, Yoshi P, who we mentioned on one of the previous episodes. Friend of the show. Oh, I wish he was my mate. Like, honestly, he would be such cool. Go- Apparently, he's super cool to go drinking with. Like, he's really funny. Just as a by the way. Anyway. <laughs> um, so, yeah. Uh, Yoshi P, famous for b- turning f- Final Fantasy fourteen from being a complete disaster to arguably the best Final Fantasy story ever. Um, and so, yeah, it's his, it's his team, his creative team that are behind that. And it gives me so much hope just based off of that alone. Completely ignoring the trailer, it just looks like just the fact that he's behind it gives me great hope. What's the team called? Uh, I think it's Creative Division 3. It's a ballsy maneuver being called Creative Division 3. <laughs> Having the word creative in that name is a ballsy decision. That is a <laughs> shit name. <laughs> it is. It sounds like a zone in like control. <laughs> it's like yeah. totally, yeah, it totally is just like a relic of like, you know. Japanese business from like the nineties, like a hundred percent. Oh yeah, Definitely. Gillen, I know you were you were a Final Fantasy fan. You haven't really played any of the recent ones, right? 
I haven't played many of the recent ones, Jesse. Um, but um, from everything that I've read, this game looks to have good um, people working on it. So it could be good. But I do have I have some concerns about this, just quickly. Mm-hmm. I'm a graphics person. I like visuals. I like games to look pretty. That game did not look pretty. It looked, it looked a- rough. Like so It did not look like a PS5 kind of- title. It's one of those things where people have been trying to jump out and be like, oh, you know, games look a bit shoddy when they first get shown off. But it is a bit odd that, you know, they chose chose it to look this shoddy or like it didn't have to look like this. I don't think there was anything wrong with the way it looked personally. Yeah. Um, I like knowing that they're going to make improvements and stuff. But yeah. um, if it's subpar enough that people are able, it's drawing attention to itself. That's fascinating. It's like, I wonder if they knew that was coming. What you said is pretty much spot on. It's probably going to get better. It's not like offensively bad. There was only one offensively bad thing in there. There was like a just before the giant um, Bahamut type thing oh, yeah, and yeah. all of that came out of the, the ground. There was like a, a, a man who was made out of fire or something. And it looked oh, like Oh, you mean a the PS- dude from Metal Gear Solid 5? <laughs> it that was looked just like Mushu, a PS2 man. model. It was real bad. It <laughs> that was, was, that was strange, that. Um, yeah, that was I, I'm just texture. I'm very concerned because the other big Final Fantasy game that has come out recently looks phenomenal in most instances. Uh, Seven remake. So, you know, comparing those side by side, it's not. Mm. When you look back at Final Fantasy games, Final Fantasy games are known for their graphical fidelity. Like they are sort of the, the high bar standard uh, for console games. I think we know that this will look better. Um, mm, yeah, it, it did feel it's, really weird especially when all, later yeah. on in the showcase we had a game that thematically looked very similar in um demon souls look so much cleaner yeah, and crisper it did, didn't it? Wow. that that felt very very jarring um 100 yeah but the weird thing though with them running two well three final fantasy games concurrently so you're gonna have 16 14 just got an update right si uh yeah so there was a patch in the, in the midst about five of weeks ago update and we're waiting on seven part two off seven part two off however many we still don't know that, that's exactly. yeah that's like pretty good for them <laughs> considering you know versus 13 being stopped and started over 10 years and then rebooted that's true and everything and final fantasy 7 remake getting rebooted as well and with this is like and final fantasy also 14 all crossing over as well. <laughs> exactly and this is all crossing over with luminous productions as well as um the multiple Kingdom Hearts teams that would also be doing work on these games as well. Um, so I think it's 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 a more focused square for sure, I feel. Um, having them only work on three big budget Final Fantasies at the moment, as crazy as that sounds. Um, but like in regards to how it's actually looking, like although I didn't think it looked awful by any means, like graphically, um, what really blew me away was the combat this time around. Yes. Because so, yeah. this, is, this is the first mainline... Final Fantasy game that has had, mm, I don't know, the kind of action combat that like Kingdom Hearts has um, in that like Final Fantasy 15 came close, um, but even then it was like, it, it wasn't quite there in that you weren't actually hitting buttons to pull off combos and attacks. You were holding down the circle button or B to just, you know, chain together an automatic combo. It was just like an acceleration button. Well, if I may, just in regards to that, yeah. um, the battle, um, the dude, combat director yeah. from Devil, Devil May, May Cry. Cry is coming in for this project. Oh, dude, that's a lot. Okay. 
Like, and so it, that cleans. Oh, it looks yeah. like incredible where it's like, this is what I wanted 15 to be. And with yeah. 15, it was like 100%. the very first demo that you got for 15 that came with um, Final Fantasy Type-0, which is a remaster of a PSP game. Like the demo you got for that had completely different combat than what was in the final game. Yeah. yeah. Like, so the idea that um, they are going back to that idea and they're trying to hone in on a more like action game kind of thing. You know, they, they want this to remind you of Bayonetta. You know, this isn't yeah. the kind of game where like you're going to be like, ah, oh, like it was an all right attempt, but they didn't quite, you know, hit the action game kind of thing. Like, they want like you to pull off was. dodges and stuff. You know, it's not an afterthought. This is like a bread and butter action game. The part that really got me as, as not a Final Fantasy fan is just seeing the, uh, and again, this is like the CGI parts of it. The Chocobos in battle was <laughs> really, really cool because I love I, those big chicken boys. I wanted to comment on that because there is that just that moment where the guy's riding on his Chocobo and some dude just leaps up and mm-hmm. tackles him straight off Hell the bird. Yeah. And it is fucking cool. Get off that I, emu, you jerk. It's just like, that's so cool. I like the fact that the Chocobo remains completely unharmed. It's just this one dude gets <laughs> fucking tackled and it's great. Um, um, go on. Go on. <laughs> uh, I was just going to say, I'm really glad that we're at a point, though, at least with Final Fantasy games, where people aren't getting too upset by the fact that this is an action game. Because, yeah. like, you know, showing off 15, um, like, it was very much like, this isn't my Final Fantasy, give me turn-based. And people were like, well, I want it to be action. I want it to be more real-time. You know, this is where games are heading now. Um, and maybe this appeals to a more broader demographic. And, like, Just to me. then 7 coming up, 7 coming out and trying to find a middle ground and, like, doing really well with that as well mm. and blowing me away for sure. Um just seeing them like be like, no, like Final Fantasy is a franchise that um, is always moving forward. It, no installment's going to be exactly the same. Like we are the modern big budget AAA JRPG franchise that like is going to catch on around the world. We're going to try different things each time and we're going to shake things up because a lot of games just like if you do want a turn-based RPG, there are Final Fantasy spinoffs and there are like the Dragon Quest games or Bravely Default and Octopath Traveler. You know, there's, uh, there are alternatives to that now, um, even from Square themselves. And that's not even Yeah, most of those are, the, are from Square. Exactly. Where it's just like, I love that the discussion surrounding this isn't complaining about the combat anymore. <laughs> just before we move on to the next game, something you brought up at the start, Josh, about this being a console exclusive. Um, it's very muddy suddenly. So... As part of the showcase, it said console exclusive. And it was running on a PC, so you thought, okay, console exclusive, it'll come to PS5, and it'll come to PC. Um, although, according to industry analyst Piers Harding Rolls, and a few other people across the board, um, he's come out and said that Final Fantasy 16 will be have a six months full exclusive for the PS5, um, and 12 months console exclusive. So, it's, uh-huh. it's, it is coming out on the Xbox. Just, it's not quite sure, uh, known how exactly or what the sort of ramifications behind that are, but I guess we'll find out more, but that's messy and it was a bit, bit of unforced error there. But, sorry, Lord, do, you, do you play um, Final Fantasy at all? No, no, no. It's not on my radar and I. it took me a long time in my gaming career Sounds really dodgy and up myself, but um, <laughs> to actually get into JRPGs overall, apart from Pokemon, I don't count that. <laughs> no. 
So, yeah, no, nah, it just hasn't been on my radar. And I'm not really all about that fantas- fantasy, like fantas- phantasmical-looking <laughs> kind of games. I'm just not really into that kind of stuff. Well, it sounds like you and I are the cool ones of the group, so let's move on to Correct. a really cool game. Correct. Uh, Spider-Man Mars Morales <laughs> <laughs> uh, drive-by for the rest of the year. Um, we saw Spider-Man. Well, Mars Morales more more like it. Um, so this is going to be a launch title. It is a, a sequel... Uh, in, in in part to what 2018 2019 spider-man whatever year they came out the brilliant spider-man 2018, 2018 yeah um, 2018 was a very good year for spider-man fans this is being compared to oh, we had into the spider-verse as well yep and oh, we also what had a, what um, a film holy shit yeah far we had home? um far from home was that no, no that was that was last year no. homecoming yeah. whatever spider-man's always spider-man's just getting the and Avengers. sometimes no, and that's, yeah um yeah. So we saw some gameplay of this. Now this is coming out at launch. I have pre-ordered it. I'm very, very happy about this. Um, we see Miles Morales going up against the Tinkerer uh, and a few other gangs within New York. If Spider-Man loves when something falls apart and he's got to put it back together with some webs. He's mad yeah. for that, okay? He's yeah. got so a thing for it. He, he's, I guess, like it really does fall into his repertoire. Oh, I was getting major Spider-Man 2 vibes from all mm. this. Just seeing the bridge... I, in my head, I was like, you mess with one of us, you mess with all of us. Yeah. Oh, He's man, just a how kid. Good, no older than my how son. good are the Spider-Man films? <laughs> Fuck yeah. I mean, as as, yeah. As I was like, the I'm like, you know what's happen? Keelan and I are just was like quoting Spider-Man because that's all we do. Bonesaw <laughs> is ready. Bonesaw ready. <laughs> Break his legs, Bonesaw. <laughs> Oh, nice outfit. Your boyfriend make that for you? Wow, what an odd line to be in a film. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yep. Right None of that movie aged you. very well. No. <laughs> no. Um, nope. So we see Spidey going up against these these purple lads who've got all sorts of energy going on. I don't know what's happening, but Spider-Man now shields? has electric power. So as you punch stuff, uh, you have like... AOE attacks and stuff like that, just throwing people around. The particle effects look brilliant. Um, something I really like that was pointed out on Twitter is at the start of the trailer where you see Miles and his mate, Frank, I don't know what his name is, they're walking through an area and there are puddles everywhere. I think that's a bit of a callback to the whole puddle gate bullshit that happened yeah. in the, the last Spider-Man game where everyone's like, you removed puddles, it's been downgraded. Bah, bah, bah. Yeah, I'm a wanker. And the ray trace now too, just to rub yeah. salt into the wound. <laughs> they look really good, and not just the, the puddles, but the part that really caught my eye is at the end of that transition, they go past a like an ice cream truck or something like that with a shiny facade, and the reflection as they walk past it is perfect. Um, but that wasn't the thing about this trailer that really got me. It was that goddamn soundtrack. When you start fighting, it has like the classic sort of strings and stuff like that of Spider-Man, but it has a trap beat over it. And it works so well. I think with Into the Spider-Verse, Spider-Man as a medium has got a bit of a new identity, a bit of a more modern identity. And this really leans into that. I think Mm -hmm. one of the big parts of Into the Spider-Verse was the soundtrack. I think that's just because this is Miles' game, though. I don't feel like it's completely changed the way people are going to make Far From Home, for example, or a Spider-Man animated film. I feel like that's well, only because Miles is here. Like, there I wouldn't th- be a th- trap th- beat th- over a Peter Parker trailer. We should know? get rid of Tom Holland. Not even Spider-Man, just Tom Holland as a person. Get rid of him. And what? Just Miles he's, come into a- he's Tom Holland is my celebrity crush. You yeah, are not like, getting rid of my he, boy. 
Nathan Drake himself. He is amazing. I, I'm, I'm I support your decision, Jesse. Don't worry. It's all good. What? It's, it's Tom Holland is great. I actually, I actually really like Tom Holland, and now that I've heard somebody agree with that, maybe non-jokingly, <laughs> Keelan, I'm judging you and your fancy hat. <laughs> Who for, hurt you, for, Keelan? For everyone listening, you can't hear it. Keelan's wearing a hat. I'm just trying to back you up here, Jesse. Thanks, Was buddy. it Tom Holland that hurt you? Show us on the doll where he hurt you. <laughs> on the Was Spider-Man really good doll? acting? <laughs> <laughs> Did someone call for a web slinger? <laughs> um, so something cool about this, it's also coming out on the PS4, um, which is an issue we'll get down into a bit more poly throughout the week on the website, storymodegamer.com, for all your news and reviews and things you can use. Um, also, the ultimate edition of Spider-Man Miles Morales will come with the OG Spider-Man game remastered on it, which cool. Because I didn't know that was a thing. What a game! Hefty price. I didn't. I only found that out recently. My way time uh, in storage space. <laughs> um, they, they've oh, also said yeah. that you can upgrade your PS4 copy to um, a PS5 copy. Like, of course, you can play your PS4 game on your PS5, but if you want the improvements from the remastered edition. You can pay like twenty bucks or something. Um, All right, I'm gonna need to get Gaz to send me back my copy of fucking Spider Man. And I gave it to him in 2018. I was like, right, play this. It's a fucking great game. Go play it now. And he's like, oh yeah, yeah, I'll get around to it. I'll get around to it. Still hasn't played it. Gaz, the fan critical. You've been called out. Yeah. All right. Mm. <laughs> Let's move along to our, our next game, Hogwarts Legacy. Now this is leaked like fucking three years ago, and it was on the internet for like. 15 minutes and everyone messaged me was like hey there's a new Harry Potter game check out the trailer and then when I got around to it it, it was gone I, I saw a few screens of it and that was it any of the re-uploads I mean I saw the with it, was it actual video yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah I guess I, I think I just gave mm. up pretty quickly yeah dude <laughs> it's like off camera yeah. shaky cam and you're like yeah man, yeah I'm, I'm like, I'm, I, I'm good. I thought I heard right. it, was, it wasn't like quite the trailer itself I'll like, see it in a what? month when it gets officially announced at the Game Awards. Yeah, yeah, it was one of those. <laughs> Three years later, later we yeah, saw the proper trailer of the game. Um, so something cool about it, it's set in the 1800s, so it's removed from the book, which I think is something they needed to do because we'll get into J.K. Rowling being oh, a dickhead yeah. in a moment, but I've always had issue with how the books are written. I think there's a lot of plot holes in it, and I'm going to get a lot of hate for that. She literally pulls a fucking plot device out of her hat. She's not even being careful about it. Anyway, literally I'll, I'll out the hat. I think something that Harry Potter universes always need to do is let go of a few of the rights, kind of like George Lucas did with Star Wars. You've created this really interesting universe. Let others expand on it in really interesting ways. And that's I one hundred percent agree. Where like, mm-hmm. like Harry Potter as a world is like a world I want to exist in, and it's so magical. Yeah. And those PS One games make me feel so happy. But those PS One games. And the atmosphere wizard and yeah, the wizard crackers. Um, like those games are like, and the atmosphere they created, I prefer so much more than the films. And oh, I yeah. like it so much more than the stories. Mm. Like mm. I just, I think it's an, it's, it's such an enchanting world to be a part of. And they just haven't made good on that. You know? Yeah. Fantastic. The the other thing I want to bring up as well, talking about the movies, like the past two movies, the Fantastic Beast ones, have oh my God, comparatively flopped. Like mm. they're not 
great movies by any measure. And they, they have interesting premise, but the first just one was okay. Of, the second one is one of the worst films I've seen in the last ten years. Holy I, shit! There was that nothing bad. happened in it. Like nothing, nothing happened. happened. When it, the plot when it, everything happened in the second one, and I haven't even seen it, man. Look, <laughs> the, like like the in like ten minutes, like sort of mating dance with the giant rhino and a dude. Oh, just it's just and you don't even get to see him fuck. Like, what's the <laughs> point? <laughs> in it? It's, just, <laughs> it's just a it's trail like all, of build up to nothing. It's like, all foreplay. Exactly. Like nobody wants that. Exactly. It's no, like you know, I'm almost like they're almost there. I'm almost there. And then nothing. It's like you just walk out of the cinema so just frustrated. Um, can I also just bring up right the the name Hogwarts Legacy? And yet in the trailer they say I think on two maybe three times they say Legacy of Hogwarts. I feel like Legacy of Hogwarts is a much better name than Hogwarts Legacy. Simon, you like Final Fantasy? I don't think you can judge any other games naming conventions. I think I'm holding you personally responsible for Final yeah, Fantasy. Yeah, like, hang on. <laughs> like, no, I mean, just I'm also everything you. Simon holds dear to him. <laughs> yeah, I'm also As a man going, going Simon. Like, <laughs> she's actually very well. Thank you for asking, Josh. Um, like, I, also, I also like Zelda games. Do you want to pick on me for timelines as well? <laughs> I wasn't going to bring it up on this timeline, but in another one. The hero falls, Simon. Happening. Like... <laughs> Age of Calamity. God damn it, we get it. Um, (laughs) So the game's going to have a fully explorable Hogwarts. Um, We also go beyond that. So we see in the trailer, we see Diagon Alley, which you would assume means also we'll get the more interesting one, Nocturne Alley. Um, And it looks like you also go throughout other parts of England. I wish this game was in another country. Just Mm, remove yourself from Hogwarts and let us... One of the cool things, you brought up Fantastic Beasts and where to find them. One of the cool things about that is it's your first real steps outside of the UK in this magical universe. Yeah, that's true. Um, and it, it becomes really interesting. You find out that like other countries call muggles different things and they deal with magic in different ways. They have different laws and stuff. I, I find that stuff interesting. Like maybe America has like toilets in this timeline. Oh God, yeah. let's not go into that. <laughs> God <laughs> damn it. Now, um, also we get to see all sorts of monsters and stuff like that. We also see what I assume is the antagonist and he has some sort of mask. Did anyone else think he looks like Casey Jones from Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles? It did cross my mind, yes. Oh, yeah. He looked, he looked Especially very- Especially when he picked up the hockey stick strange. and he just started wailing on people. <laughs> yeah. I was like, oh, Casey, no. <laughs> um, also, but just going back to sort of like the world itself, we've seen like, what, five locations in the trailer? I hope it's more than that. And I hope the like, I hope each area is actually rich and immersive and full of stuff and not just- Haha, uh, yeah, right. It, kind of like Skyrim, where you walk into a place, it tells you where you want to walk, and you just walk straight there, and that's yeah. it. Hey, look, press I the want- button three times, and that's it. You, you've solved the puzzle. Good job. Yeah. I want Hogwarts to be so weird, it makes the oldest house of control look tame. Dude, I, that's I, the I dream, need it man. to like look those so staircases. strange. Yeah, I, I want this to be a, a game that it's almost impossible to write a, um, uh, a guidebook for. Yeah, you don't know when the staircase is going to be there. You don't know when this picture is going to be there. It needs to have that sense of chaos that (laughs) the books have. I think it's so cool. Worded made it seem like if you didn't master the right spells and all that, you're like you will fail. Like you you can fail. Don't it be like Persona and you actually do classes and shit? That's fine by me. Yeah, whatever. Yeah, whatever. Um, Because is this a world? Is it a world worth saving? Let's let let's deal with the turf in the room. Um, Ooh, J- JK, <laughs> enemy of the show. Yeah. <laughs> so JK Rowling, JK Rowling in the last few years, people have had issues with her 
over, over a while, but in the last few few months and years and stuff like that, she's gone full... Full turf. Full fucking yeah. idiot. Um, say all sorts of transphobic comments that are, are dumb, and she's dumb for saying them. Um, a lot of people are having issues with the game because of that. Now, this is not something we're going to tell you, hey, you should buy the game or you shouldn't buy the game. It is completely up to you how you feel about it. But it's quite a complex thing. Mm. Do you... And there's a whole argument. It's like, she's not directly part of this game. No, but she we gets should be, should we, Do you want to support the, the, the devs and stuff like that? Put hard work into it. Then the argument, well, they've already been paid. They're not going to be paid more if you buy the game. It doesn't really work like that. Odds are they'll get half of them will get disbanded anyway. Then yeah. the argument, but a successful game looks a lot better on somebody's resume go to their next job. Is J.K. Rowling getting a bunch of royalties from it? I mean, she is, but she is. is that additional money actually going to do anything because she already has all the money? Then's the argument, hey, her game's getting popular, therefore she'll have more power. Can she get more power? She has written one of the most successful fantasy novels of all time. It, there yeah. are so many pros like, and cons there's, and it's there's so complex. There's one thing that I just want to say. Like, J.K. Rowling is a turf enemy of the show, but there is no ethical consumption under capitalism. Like, there is no, no way 100%. you can vote with your wallet. That's the best you can do. Sure. But you know what? If if Hogwarts is important to you, if this world is important to you, I'm not going to tell you not to play it. It's important to me yeah. as, so, as, as somebody I, I, who's I, I, not I, I, even I, I, really I, I, a big Harry Potter fan. And I'm no, gonna I want to bring up quickly that Warner Brothers released an FAQ and they specifically addressed this inside of the FAQ. And I think yeah. the answer that they gave is very revealing and also someone, I don't want to say profound, but something on that level. They said, J.K. Rowling was not involved in the creation of this game. However, mm. her extraordinary body of writing is the foundation of all projects in the Wizarding World. This is not a new story from J.K. Rowling. That's the statement. Wow. So, you know, That's- there is this extraordinary world that was crafted and it means a lot to a lot of people. So, you know, can you throw I that think, away because yeah, the person think, who created it is a scumbag? And I think the tagline they used for it um, was it explored the unwritten as well. The unwritten. Yeah. They, yeah. they yeah. come out as a very powerful That put a smile on my face. At the end. I was like, yeah, yes. yeah, yes. that's right. Like, Fuck it all. <laughs> the only way this game could be kind of more separating itself from JK is if the game said fight against the forces of evil, such as JK Rowling. <laughs> 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 Although I do want to bring up um, just a, as an alternative. Yeah. She's under the mask. Yeah, that's it. Uh, um, for, for, for those who are sort of genuinely in this moral dilemma about whether or not to get the game and blah, 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 by all means get it, but maybe try and avoid, if you can or if you want to, uh, avoid getting it on release day. Don't pay full price. You know, get it pre-owned. Get it on sale. Get it with Humble Bundle. You know, there, there's plenty of alternative options to reduce the amount of royalties going towards jk this is going to get review so, bombed to hell what well, i would love <laughs> i the reviews the reviews of this game is going to be very uh, interesting interesting to see how that all yeah. play that well, I, what i want to see like, f- the articles i've seen so far about you can't even like there were some articles i saw from like multiple articles i've seen from pretty reputable places that didn't even describe the game but just talked about how you shouldn't play it and i was like yeah, guys I, you've got to report the news this is not your place to like you get you can't <laughs> I could, I like can't we trust would never, we would never tell. Like I'm sure we all have our own opinions on this, but we're never going to say, "Hey, you can't play this game, or you shouldn't buy this game." Because I mean, I know a lot of people within the LG, LGBTQ plus community who fucking love Harry Potter, and they are so excited for this game because they 
see it as more than J.K. Rowling's story. What I would love Warner Bros. to do here is let you change your gender throughout the game. Oh my god, that would be fuck you to her. That would be the best spit (laughs) in the face. That's incredible. Yeah, that's actually. But also, do it properly and don't say it's because of magic. Yeah. Just let your character do it. Don't excuse it away. Like, oh no, this is a fantastical thing. No, this is a thing that this happens. This is a real thing. It's not apologies, Yeah, it's like like, like, nothing like that. Have it's like you can swap your gender at any point in the game. Go for it. It's not going to change yep. how you play the, how you and, play the game. It's the like exact same thing because it doesn't matter who the fuck you are. And your, your pronouns you that the NPCs will use will also change yep. accordingly. Mm. Do that. Like, that would be perfect. And even, the choose, even, things, have, even have gender-neutral options. Go for the gender-neutral stuff as well. I, I, knew we, I knew we weren't going to... Like, we won't go into this too much, but one, one last thing before we move on to the next game, um, which, despite being about the Cold War, is somehow less, like... Political? Uh, <laughs> political than this one. Yeah. <laughs> um, <laughs> Harry Potter isn't, the, the world, the mythos of Harry Potter isn't going away. I think what would be really good is if this gets taken away from her. This mm. needs to become something different. The, ignoring this game does not destroy Harry Potter. It doesn't mean that her legacy is in the else. Why don't we let, try and make it grow in a different direction so that you never even remember that it's part of her? Like, when people think of the new Star Wars movies, whatever you want to think about them, nobody thinks of George Lucas. 100%. Nobody thinks of him because it's become detached from him. Mm-hmm. He could go say something really, really racist, um, like, you know, on Twitter or whatever, and it wouldn't ruin Star, Star Wars because it's, it's that he's that far removed from it. I think we, we are sort of like... Good people need to remove this from her. Hundred percent. I think, and I think we should also like instead of listening to you know all us white guys just talking about this like heterosexual people, um, listen to members of the LGBT community and see what they have to say about this. Please do, and listen to them and learn from it, and don't you know? That's all we can do. Their their opinion in. It's not fair to say, oh, their opinion matters, like someone's opinion matters more than someone else's in, you know, certain circumstances. But in this situation, their opinion is infinitely more valuable than ours. Yeah. As straight, you know, cisgendered people, you know, it's not our place to make those judgment calls. Whatever right. the Whatever the community decides, we will support. Let's move on to a uh, yeah, less political game. Call of Duty, colon, Black Ops, colon, Cold War. What a garbage name for a game that looks pretty goddamn decent. Um, so in this trailer, we see some some army guys. It's a Call of Duty game. Fuck. We see yeah. you, know, you shoot somebody in the airstrip. That and then Woods you chase guy. a plane. There was yeah. guns. Woods is back, you yeah. know, Woodsy. Um, was you chase down a plane. You use a remote control car that goes 400 kilometers an hour somehow. You use it oh to blow God. up a plane while it takes off. It's all very 80s action film. And it looked really fucking fun. Yep. I, I hate that I'm excited about this. That was one I mean, hell of a set piece, that, that yeah, uh, yeah. plane assault awesome thing. Awesome set piece. Awesome. Yeah, dude. Uh, that's why I play Call of Duty games. That's what I want. And they showed it to me just straight up. Well, that's that's I, one thing I just wanted to point out about this entire presentation so far. They already showed, like, significant chunks of gameplay from two major games that are coming out this year, from Spider-Man and um, Call of Duty so far. This awesome. is, like, we'll get to in the end, but this is a really fucking good yeah. presentation like this was yeah. top notch um 
the last Call of Duty game, whatever it was, Call of Duty World at Black Ops 3 Modern Warfare. I don't know the naming conventions. Now, this is a series of bad naming conventions. Um, they try to get a little bit more serious. They try to be sort of like ripped from the headlines with everything and have more like moral ambiguity with the decisions. But being a video game, trying to handle something as um, devastating as war in a video game with profound moral op- options simply doesn't work because you either way you got to kill some people in this in this game like that is what it is and then also compare that you can't have a really morally deep story and the multiplayer the call of duty multiplayer on the same disc because they are so diametrically opposed so i kind of like that they've gone fuck it it's an it's an action film it's an action game have fun big set pieces let's kind of be a little bit bombastic with it even with something as serious as like the cold war um yeah, this looks it looks fun. It knows what it is. It's 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 just dumb fun there's, bullshit. There's a few things Wait. I I personally genuinely really appreciated. Um very early on in in the set piece where um he grabs the person as a human shield. That's cool. I know that's been done many 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 times before. Far Cry 3 baby. Have, yeah, but then you have the option of grenading them. Well, you oh, put the yeah. grenade in their pocket. He takes push the grenade out, takes the pin out, gives it back to the guy, <laughs> kicks him away. I thought that was bad, but then the next person he kills, he stabs in the throat and then shoots in the head. That <laughs> was too kills. much. It because, was they, like, glory obviously glory somebody kills. has to kill, clean this place up, okay? Nobody ever thinks of the poor person who has to come oh, along and put all these people in body bags. And they'd be like, oh, yeah, that guy got one gunshot wound. That guy got blown up. Okay, he still stands up. Whoa, holy shit. This guy got stabbed in the throat. And shot in the head. That's too much. Like, call us Morgue Weekly and tell them we haven't even (laughs) seen the case I do want to point out a bit of the dissonance in there as well. Like, they are rushing. They need to catch this plane before it takes off. But he's like, no, wait, I'm going to kill this guy in this really slow and extravagant way. I'm going to stab him, and they're going to shoot him, and I'm going to do this. It's the bloodlust, Keelan. Yeah, it is the bloodlust. I don't care about the plane. I've got to kill now. The sniper shot slow-mo. Is that something that's been introduced in the last few games? It was very sniper elite. It was very sniper elite. I wasn't don't it? think it's uh, been part of the series up until Ooh, now. Um, but we also- I think that's. Uh, I think that was a very cinematic decision, and isn't more so part of the game itself. I think it was a narrative. Oh, look, you've taken the shot at the guy, but oh, no, you've and they, they've done that before. With imagine if they did it in, like whenever I think of Call of Duty and sniping, I think of the. Uh- the Chernobyl mission from Call of Duty 4, which is one of the best missions ever in a game, and when you shoot the guy with a 50 cal, and doesn't matter where you hit him, his arm comes off. You can shoot him in the leg and his arm fucking comes off. I hated it, because I would always go back. You know, you play it once, like, oh, shit, I, I missed him, I got the arm. I'll try it again. And I kept trying, and I got perfect. Like, I could get him around the back of the head, and his arm would come off. But I wonder how different that would be. Anyway, I'm wearing head there. We also confirmed more the more zombos coming, more zombies. Great. I fucking hate the zombie mode in Call of Duty. I think it's, it's just wank. Um, and the multiplayer alpha opened up this weekend. I haven't played it. I meant to, but I got stuck in Spelunky. Um, but I heard really good things. And again, from people who were over the whole Call of Duty formula, um, like I've become. Uh, yeah, people saying it is fresh. It's back to its root. It's doing... It's doing what it does right very well. Like what the, what the series as a whole does right very well. Cool. Let's move along to a game that I know Josh is very, very excited about. Resident Evil Village, I believe it's pronounced. Um, Resident Evil Village, the newest Resident Evil game. Resident Evil 8, if you will. Um, and 
boy howdy did this look better than the last trailer because the last trailer oh, looked yeah. thematically fine but graphically a bit rougher in the edges I'm hoping this is kind of like a Final Fantasy 16 thing. The first reveal looks a bit weird. We see a dramatic improvement on the next one. Uh, I'd bet on it. How are you feeling about this one, Josh? You um, a Resident Evil, so Resident, this, Resident Evil fan? <laughs> the Resident hey. Evil fan. Um, no, it looks I like it continues. Yeah, like you said, it looks graphically um, quite a bit better than last time. I still don't think the first trailer was anything awful to me. It just looked more like Resident Evil Seven without the polish that I'd kind of expect from a next gen or a, a title that is also going to be releasing on next gen. Um, but uh, I thought while a lot of the kind of places we'd be exploring looked very familiar to what we saw last time, and not much new on that front. What I thought was most interesting is that um, the hints towards the story they gave. Um, and even the way they were, they're teasing that they're going to tell that story through a kind of like Deathly Hollows esque little animation sequence. Yes, yeah. that was very Deathly With yeah. some really creepy, like Burton esque, like silhouettes and stuff. Yeah. I like that. Dude, looks sweet. Um, I'm just interested if they're blowing their load by showing that in a trailer. Yeah. Like, is that going to be a small cutscene we're going to see? It goes for two minutes five minutes maybe, and that's it. That's it for the rest of the game. Or is this going to be a story that we're returning to throughout the course of the game, unraveling more of it and watching more of it play out? I think Because I feel like it's a little too much to show it in a trailer if, if that's all we're going to see it once. And it's, maybe they'll just like, this is this looks aesthetically pleasing. Like, this is cool. Let's chuck it in a trailer. And we're going to play the game and be like, oh, I've seen this before. That kind of sucks. I think we will get yeah. that. And that's actually something I, I, I hadn't really thought of. But So the new game's going to focus more on like spiritualism and the occult and stuff like that. I don't think we're going to get like a big thing from Umbrella and we're going to have all these like technical audio logs and stuff like that. Oh, it's so going to happen, sense. baby. It's oh, going to happen. At some point it will. Yeah, baby. There'll be Final the lab third. that you go to and then the lab. You're going to go under the castle and there's going to be a lab and you're going to be like, oh my God, the werewolves are born <laughs> no, here. Holy shit. And then, and then then we were a werewolf all along. <laughs> you see a mirror for the first time. No! <laughs> you turn on your teen wolf's like, oh shit, I'm gonna basketball. No, you know and your vampire companion <laughs> looks in a mirror and they're invisible. This is how the game like, ends. <gasps> this is how the game ends. You, you know, you save the day and the mayor of the town, the mayor of the village, if you will, is like, well, uh, what's the character's name from Seven? Ethan. Ethan, you've done it. You saved the day. But what are we gonna call our new town that may grow into something greater? And he's like, I've been thinking about this a long time. Raccoon City. And then he shoots and a rocket at his face and he blows hell's up. Hell yeah! And Chris <laughs> de-ages 20 years and it's insane. Yeah, it's and, then, and then Wesker <laughs> just shows up again and you're like, Dude, if Wesker shows up again... <laughs> like, and, then, okay. and then everyone I'm just sold, turns I'm into Wesker. Wesker shows up like, with his shit? <laughs> Dude. <laughs> I was like... I, oh, mm. this everyone is, is Wesker. What is this? <laughs> this is coming out next year as well. Um, yeah. and, and, and ended with a little tease, which I wish they did a little bit differently. So it ends with a shopkeeper. Everyone knows the shopkeeper from uh, Resident Evil 4, the what you buying guy. Um, and this whole game is like very much alluding to like Resident Evil 4's. You know, it, it looks like 4 cross with yeah. 7. Um, mm. Where we see the new, new shopkeeper and he's a little bit more posh. He says, It's a little it's bit just, more rotund. If it's just looking, looking you, you're doing fucking window shop away. Yeah, I don't like him. <laughs> He, he, he looks like um uh what was Littlefinger's mate in Game of Thrones? He looks like Varys, but like <laughs> you know no 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 you know who it reminded Varys. me of? It reminded Danny me. DeVito's penguin. Yeah, the penguin, the penguin. <laughs> Thank oh you. One hundred percent. One hundred percent. Absolutely. Or um, Fat Man from MGS Two. 
Yes, yes. If he has Dude, all he plates, rolls around on skates. <laughs> <laughs> okay, that's it, Capcom. We've we've got it from here. Okay, say we've got, we'll make we'll you take over. Dude, I'm that sure, would be so sweet. I'm sure we could but, fit the number nine into the word like you did with eight in a village. Okay, you're not geniuses <laughs> for doing that. Calm down. I I wish it ended with the shopkeeper being the same shopkeeper from four because, as I was saying in the pre-show. He, he has a jacket full of, like, grenades and rocket launch and stuff like that. Like, if you're going to be like, oh, that breaks cannon. Well, he breaks, he breaks time and space, okay? He doesn't yeah, matter. He is, he's he is not part of the story. If that trailer ended with, what you buying? Holy shit, this would have been the trailer of the show for me. Um, I also just want to bring up as well, like, um, that forest witch lady or whatever, she looks pretty happy to see. She was, see she was a good kind she of crazy. very happy. Just to get and visitors then, often. Yeah, <laughs> I'm not gonna lie. When the trailer signed up, I was like, "I'm like, yes, I get to see those four goth babes again." Don't want oh, yeah. What's the mm. point? No, but there yeah, was, you I, just know they're gonna have like old versions of them, and they're gonna become like young, and they're gonna try and seduce you, and you like I as a player will let them, and then I'll die. I'll be like, yeah, dumb game. Same. Return Don't worry to the games. Me and you both. Me and you both. Um, <laughs> but I actually, this actually made me feel on edge, and I, I generally don't care much for horror games. I just or horror movies in general. I just sort of don't really care for the media. I can appreciate it for what Life it is. Life is but scary this enough. This actually made me go, "Oh, oh, this looks, oh, this is intense." Yeah. I am keen. When you're running through the snow, I'm like, "Okay, I this is going to be a cool little area. That that forest is yeah. going to be something special." But before we repeat ourselves too much, let's move on to Death Loop. See what I did there? Because hey, the game's already repeating that itself. Was good. <laughs> <laughs> Jesse, um, nice. so we saw Death Loop for the 400th time, which again is kind of. It works. Um, I'm here for it. Same as usual. Music looks great. The art deco style is really, really growing on me. In this trailer, we see a little bit more how the gameplay loop works. So I'm going to forget all the characters' names. So I don't even bother with them. Your character is stuck on this island. It's called Mako Reef, I think. Um, and you're in, you're in, a, in a, a time loop, a death loop, if you will. Every time you die, it restarts. Yes, I'm hunting you, but you're also trying to take down like eight, seven or eight people yeah, who- eight. If you kill them, you can get out of the loop, which you'd want after a while. This goes through how taking multiple characters down is going to be beneficial to your run. Taking them down one at a time isn't going to work. So in the trailer, we see that you're trying to take down Igor and Alexis, aka the wolf, who's a cannibal. Which I, I'm always a fan of cannibal in the game. Um, to get them in the same place, Alexis is throwing a party. In a normal, a normal run, Igor has a scientific breakthrough at the start of the day. Um, and because of that, doesn't see the email invite, doesn't go to the party, you have to kill them separately. No good. But if you go to Eagle's, Eagle's little scientific lab, you fuck with his experiment, no breakthrough is made, he sees the email, go to Alexis, Alexis's party to drink his sorrows away, you go through there with your, your Gatling gun and your psychic power that you take him down at once. So you can take down two, two birds of one stone, as the trailer was called, in one run. I really like that puzzle mechanic of it. Like, mm-hmm. is there going to be a way to get them all in one place? Well, that's what I was wondering. Um, I wonder if there's, I imagine there'd probably be like a soft limit. I don't think you'd be able to get all eight together in the same area. I think they have area. to be, that needs to be like a platinum as well. Oof. Well, that's the thing. Like, I, I have a feeling if they're going to do that, it's going to be like super fucking difficult and you've got to, you've got to time your run perfectly. Um, so I think that would be interesting if they have that. But I reckon probably just during regular gameplay without trying to speedrun it, as it were, you'd probably maybe get, I don't know, four at max in each area. 
all relatively close to each other. And then, you know, you, you kill Alexis and whatever the other guy's name, Eagle. Um, you, you killed them two very quickly. And then three buildings away is somebody else. And you can, you know, quickly run over there and kill them. The more I see this game, the more it reminded me of Inglorious Bastards. Um, <laughs> just music wise, the Art Deco style. But also, that movie is about, hey, we just got them all in the same place at once. Like, things yeah, that we have done throughout the movie has caused them all to be in the cinema at once. And also, what a fucking good film that is. But oh, it's it, so it, it very much like that. I wouldn't be surprised if this game is development-wise, was inspired by that moment of, mm-hmm. hey, there were things we did with, without even knowing that made a perfect situation. Like, I also hey, think... Maybe that's the only re- way to break the loop is to kill them all at the same time. Yeah. Maybe. That would make sense. I, I think this was, like, by far the best trailer they've shown for this game as well. For this game. Where, yeah, like, yeah. I, I didn't particularly care for it. I thought the... Um, the kind of style of the trailers and stuff, some of the animations were, like, cool and they... Like, I liked them. They grabbed me. But um, as an actual trailer for a video game here, like this is the first time I saw it and I was like, wow, like this looks kind of cool. All right, I can get into the idea of doing all these different runs and trying to like nail yeah. this. Like, this is a fun what idea. The I feel like this is- explained the story. This explained what, what you'll be doing. Like this is how you're yeah. playing. Yeah. And I like exactly. that. Exactly. Yeah, I really liked that. As somebody who wasn't interested in this game at all before, I'm like, oh, I might check this out now. Like this looks fun. I do have a mild concern though. Um, so again, we got another peek of the opposing assassin, as it were, um, who's set to hunt you down. Yeah. Well, my concern is, right, is that going to be a constant pressure? Holy no matter, shit, I hope so. I kind of hope not. I love I it so much. Because, no, because, right, hear me out on this. Like, I think if it's controlled by an NPC, if it's controlled by AI, fine, deal with it, not a problem. But if it's controlled by another player, I'm not very good at first-person shooters, and there are lots of people that fucking are, so I'm not going to get anywhere, and it's going to be just a (laughs) miserable time, and I'm not going to have fun with this game. I want to be able to play the game without the pressure of, oh, fuck, this person's really good and is going to murder me within the first 25 seconds. This is a style of game they live to play, yet I'm a casual first-person shooter goer at her. (laughs) Yeah. And I'm struggling to hit a headshot, yeah. Yeah. yeah, like that's the thing. That's that's where my concern comes in. I want it to be. I want there to be the option where you can turn it online and have someone come in and fuck you up, or you can have it offline and just have it be an AI. It's and you be fight really discouraging the AI. if you just lose all the time, like you know, Jesse. It, exactly. Guys. There, are, there are dozens of ways I can implement this. So, um, so I, mean, I hope, uh, I hope I, there's the yeah, option. I, I'm hoping that there's a way you can play without it all. But like, I remember playing my only real time having that sort of like somebody else comes into your game experience was playing watchdogs too i want to say i was walking around hitting people with ball on a ball on a string as you do in watchdogs and the game says hey somebody's after you and holy like the music changes you have about two minutes to find them this guy was just sitting in a car and i'm looking yeah, around for, i'm looking around at everyone like i am panicking and it was fun and the blowing yeah, up the car. Dude. It's awesome. It was, it was cool. So if you can turn that on. It's, yeah, mm. it's awesome like that. Um, I, 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 I love the Watch Dogs sure. multiplayer like that. It reminded me so much of Dark Souls. And like, well, I'm not a, you know, I'm not the best Dark Souls player in the world. I don't stand a chance in PvP against these pros. Um, it's still like, there's a certain amount of like respect you have for each other and the way you treat each other. You know, you're not abusing glitches and stuff unless one other player does. Uh, so I, I think it'll be really interesting to see like the the code of honor 
players choose in this game. Mm. Like, you know, are people, there's got to be some people that are just going to cheese there, and just, like, you know, try no to quick honor. scope and stuff. There is no honor in the death loop. No well, honor in the death loop. The, the other thing as well, though, like just talking about like potential multiplayer options, I think it'd be really cool if, you know, you host a lobby, some random joins you, but you can have certain parameters like headshots only. And shit like that. I think that would be really fun. I think that that gets too much into the multiplayer aspect of like custom lobbies and shit like that, like making your own sort of game within. Um, well, depending on the PC environment, we could see see what happens. Get out of here, with your PC. Get out of here. <laughs> Update your drivers. I did yesterday, and it took <laughs> fucking ages. I'm proud of the, you. Let's hammer through the next year because we are going a little bit over time. Um, and this is sort of when the the showcase itself has it. As every showcase needs, a little bit of a lull, but even the lull was pretty good. Um, Devil May Cry 5 Special Edition coming to um, digital, digitally releasing at launch. Is it a free update? It looks like they've added stuff. Who knows? We'll find out on launch day. Uh, we also so, have- um, oh, Sorry, go sorry, sorry, just for Devil May Cry, it looks like it's just a DLC you can get on PS4 if you want to play as, the, as Virgil. Yeah, you pay for this DLC, um, give you a couple extra modes, a couple extra stuff. Too easy. And then, yeah, the PS5 one just comes with that DLC. I had nothing but good things about this game as well. So I'm really, really keen to play this. Yeah, I might pick it up. Then we got Oddworld Soulstorm. Uh, In this one, we see Moloch return. Moloch is the antagonist from the first game. I love Abe's Odyssey. It was the the first game I played. Um, So seeing Moloch back, who is a bit of a dickhead, but he dresses really well back, is pretty cool. Something that got me really excited. Sorry, I don't know if I can play it. I don't know if I can play Oddworld. Because I would feel bad for not getting everyone to live. Well, it's incredibly I would, I, stressful. Yeah, I tried to I play the remake so a couple years ago, and like it almost destroyed me. Like, also, why are the other other um uh, what 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 is your race? Modicans, 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 whatever they are. I never noticed how New York their accent is. So, like oh, in the I mean, trailer, you see them all just talking. Like, hey, we're walking here. You mess with one of us, you mess with all of us. <laughs> Swing that crane over here. Yeah, Spidey. <laughs> um, something else I found really cool, and this is over on the PlayStation blog, is the game is going to take advantage of the dual sense, the, the new controllers we're going to be using. Um, you can feel the palpitation of Abe's heart. So, the more he's panicking, you can feel that little. And that is going to affect me. I'm not going to yeah. sleep, so many man. Like, that is <laughs> yeah, creepy I don't, as hell. I don't think I can play this game. Um, I think I, no. Then we've got, speaking of games, I'm not, not going to try because I'm scared. Five Nights at Freddy's Security Breach. Um, this time you're in a high-tech arcade rather than a pizza shop. So. And you well, can move the, around. Good I work guess. on the promotion, <laughs> player. Um the yeah. ray tracing. Well, this is doesn't excuse to try ray tracing in this high tech arcade, but cool. It looks way better and way more appealing than any of the other Five Nights at Freddy's. Well, games. the it's other ones are literally looking up. at like PNGs. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. 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 We, we don't really know what this one's going to be. PNGs. Like this, like, this no, is like, just. I'm sure uh, those games are a ton of fun and stuff, mm. but like they aren't visually appealing to me in the slightest, other than being pre-rendered images. You know, like. The idea that this is an environment you can explore, can I you? Think, is like, was that, grab a was lot that confirmed though? Well, I mean, like the way this uh, was panning through the environments and stuff, I don't um, think, make you me can, think I, you're going to be exploring oh. this place. I think it's going to yeah. be like a first-person title. It's a three-story building. So oh, it, it, like, it, yeah, it's three stories on the <sighs> fantastical right. Freddy Fazbear's something. Pizza <laughs> with pizza. 
His Phantasmagorium. Um, yeah. Next up, we had Demon Souls, which just looks so goddamn pretty. Yeah, wow. I've seen a bunch of comparisons mm-hmm. over on social media of the PS3 version of the boss fight that's in this um, trailer compared yeah. to the, the, the new main one. Gibbous that's and it is all- night and day. Like, the walls just like new game. barely have a texture, <laughs> and it here is, it's like this gorgeous cemetery. You're like, what? And of course, you have people's like, ah, but it's losing the character of the original. Shut up, shut up. Yeah. Well, if something you, that was hey. really cool is that like uh, the people who complained about that, I feel like, are now getting their like shit handed to them because like this one, like people complained about certain enemies' designs, like oh, they took away the character because they completely redesigned a character, and he looks nothing like an enemy that looks. Nothing like he originally did. Um, and I understood that complaint. Um, but I love that they made sure to show off in this new trailer that they made it more, like, closer to the original design Is now. the, the big like, boy? The guy with the big belly? Heck yeah. 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 And it's, like, awesome. Like, they're listening to fans. Like, and it still looks incredible. It doesn't look out of place at all. Like, As somebody who wears glasses because they can't see very well, if you are given a version of something that looks better and you still find something to bitch about, shut up. <laughs> shut up. Uh, you know, appreciate that you can see it in better fidelity than you could before. Because once it's gone and you're wearing glasses like me, like a goddamn hipster, it's all over. It's all <laughs> over, man. Now, the uh, also, can we just appreciate also the instantaneous loading between areas? I, Holy I made a note shit. of that. I was like, there was load SSD. times. Holy the, shit. The first time that either console has probably showed off what SSD does. Yeah. You're like, like, like walk in the cloud, in, you're in the next one. And it was just smooth transition. It was nothing. Oh, like I love Bloodborne it. really struggles with like load times. It's insane to like play through that game. And like even after they patched it, load times after you die is still like 30 seconds. And they show that it's like instant. And even going through a fog door, which, you know, is normally just a little animation where you just like approach the wall, like the wall of fog and you just kind of like touch it and then you walk through it slowly and it kind of transitions. Here it just looks like so instant. That yeah, it's, it's just, just it's, yeah. You are just walking just, through fog. Like there is no stop. It is just, bip, you're in. They the know ball. their audience and That's like. good. Now, something a little bit concerning about this for, for Australian owners and I guess worldwide. There is some price discrepancies going on regarding the next generation of games. Let's not get into it. We're going to say this for a separate episode because I know we all have different opinions on pricings of games. This is $124 at JP Hi-Fi. That's a lot is of Is that bones. just a placeholder? No. I, I thought that at first, but I've seen it across the board. Like Prices for the next-gen games are going up everywhere, but I think... It's almost like they've gone up here by the recommended amount, but then they've re-added the tax on it and then re-added the, like, the sales tax and shit on and GST that were already yeah, added to the original price. It almost feels like they've double dipped here, but again, we won't go into it too much here because I think there's a, a bit more to play out regarding that one. I just um, want to ask things really- keep in mind. Go on, Kill, sorry. Oh, th- thanks, Simon. I just wanted to ask really quickly, like... People took this really seriously. They made a really big deal out of it. Am I the only person who only buys games on sale? Like launch day, they go on sale for like cheap. It'll, I'm certain like, that. Like I know Demon that Souls. Demon Souls Demon is going to come out, and I'm going to see it on a JB Hi-Fi shelf for cheaper than one hundred and twenty-four dollars. Just because JB Hi-Fi always has games like a solid ten dollars cheaper than anywhere else. You know, they, and like but almost eBay games, every time it's a launch sale, like and it's yeah. like up to thirty bucks off the price. So like, like I'm just I feel like it. if everyone else is selling Demon Souls four hundred twenty five bucks, like Big W or something is going to slash it by ten, twenty, thirty dollars, and 
I'll wait to pick it up on launch day. Places will do that, but I think, and I mean, every place is a bit different. You know, JB does a different target. Big W is like the underdog here and they always have such cheap games. Thank you, Big W, friend of the show. But I think you have to look at, just like look at the core without the actual retailers getting involved too much. That as a pricing range is a bit much. But again, we're going to save this for another discussion. Yeah. Moving along. Mm-hmm. The other thing... The other thing I just want to bring up, though, is that quite frequently, and I mean, Jesse, you're a victim of this. Um, if you buy a game straight away on on its release day, a lot of the time you end up paying the most amount of money for the worst version of the game. Because you then I think, pay I think for... That's, I think that is true across the board. Yeah. I think that's just the like, price you pay for being an enthusiast and wanting to get in on something. Just like PSVR. Because... Yeah. Simon, if I don't get a game at launch and consoles at launch, then what is my personality? <laughs> what do I live for like, if I don't do have, I have that? All, all like, I'm saying like, is yeah, that Control has released guy. an Ultimate Take Edition. Away. less nothing. Right, but I'm saying Control has released an Ultimate Edition less than a year after right. the original Save game. Don't release. take this Put away from Jesse, man. Simon, <laughs> you sit there with your luscious hair and your good looks. You gave him an excuse to say control out loud. Why would you do that? (laughs) It was my turn to say it. Simon, put a a pin in it. We're going to save it for another thing, for another episode, okay? No more price talk. Um, Moving on to Fortnite. Has ray tracing now. Available at launch. Wow, great. Then we've got PlayStation Plus collection. Now, this is really cool. I'm a big fan of this. Uh, So PlayStation Plus subscribers will be able to get their hands on 18 games for free. I guess that's free with PlayStation Plus. Um, downloadable on the PlayStation 5 at launch. So these games are Final Fantasy 15. I feel like we need to have music behind us. Final Fantasy 15, <laughs> Monster Hunter World, Bloodborne, God of War, Fallout 4, Mortal Kombat X, Uncharted 4, Ratchet and Clank, Days Gone, Until Dawn, Persona 5, The Last of Us Remastered, Detroit Infamous Second Son, Battlefield 1, Batman Arkham Knight, The Last Guardian, and Resident Evil 7. <gasps> Those games. That was really fast, but and yeah. you stumbled very little. I am proud. Yeah, well done. That um, was awesome. They call me the Childish Gambino of our time. Yeah. <laughs> I think overall, overall, this is really, really good. But there's a few that I'm like, wait, what? Why is this one in here? Go on. I'm going to tell you why you're wrong. Battlefield 1. Why is that in there? Why wouldn't it be? That was a great game. Was it, though? Yeah, or dude, was that, it just another... I think, it's promo- I think that's promotion for an upcoming Wait, Battlefield game that's going to cool. take influence. Even then, the yeah, campaign in Battlefield enough. 1 is decent. The, the vignettes are pretty damn good. That is not the game um, I expected you to go for. Fair enough. Um, Apparently the mud is very Bring it. Good. Bring it on. <laughs> <laughs> All right, uh, Batman, Batman Arkham Knight. Yeah, no, Batman, the Batman game for not sure. The, not <laughs> the best Batman game, but it's... No, uh, not, not the best Arkham game either. But it was on <laughs> next... But it was the only, it was the only one Batman on PS4. game made for last this, gen. Yeah. But the thing is, right, and this is the thing where I, I start to pick some of this apart, is they say, ah, oh, um, like, generation-defining games. And they do give some genuinely generation-defining games in you know, God of War and Bloodborne and, you know, that sort of stuff. Fallout 4, I think, is a bit of a weak choice, but also, right, Last of Us Remastered. That's a remaster of a PS3 game. That's not even PS4 generation-defining. Let's be honest. I think, think, like, some of the highest Metacritics, maybe, for the console. But also, remember the Last of Us, the PS3 version of Last of Us itself? Did that come to PS4, or was the PS version the remastered version? The PS, yeah. Yeah, so these are PS4 games. Yeah. So they had Last of Us itself without the remaster, that would have been PS3. I think, like, whereas, like, you're honing in on the idea that these are the best games of the last generation, I think they want you 
to more think like these are the games you buy a PS5 for. You know, you're going to want to play the next Fallout and have yeah. it look good in yeah. 4K. I mean, a new Batman You're going to want to play Battlefield in 4K. Yeah. You know? New Resident Evil coming out, new Battlefield coming out. Uh, yeah, new Horizon promotion. Made infamous. Suicide but Squad. Here's the thing. Why isn't Horizon on there? Why is there no Horizon Zero Dawn? Uh, it is. Because that would be amazing. There'll be a re- I reckon there'll be a remaster that comes out as part of the new game. It'll come with. And then I did say Spider Man, but then obviously you guys told me that hey, look, <laughs> also, it's coming yeah. as a well, so remaster. I, I, I think Horizon is doing that. Coming well. to PS4 as well. It will, y- yeah, that yes, that's uh, yeah. Forbidden mm. West is coming to PS4 as well. So I do think it is probably just so they can bundle it in with Forbidden West later down the line. Yeah. Mm. I think Well, they don't want to step on PC players' toes. I don't know. It's just a, it's just the hell you add. They want to give some people something extra for paying for PlayStation Plus. I think this, this is fantastic. Plus. Those are like oh, so those are like no, some of the is, best games ever good. made. Like yeah, yeah. And a lot of this is free. So I mean, you know, I'm not complaining and, too much. And also, I'm just just keep in mind just curious as to how they advertised it. That was all. And I'm like I feel like mm. the way you've decided to tag it as the generation defining stuff. Cool. But I feel like there's a few other heavy hitting games that you've completely missed the mark on and that should have been in there. These Shadow the of the Colossus. We're planning on continuing remember, the franchise with. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I mean, they're killing off any fair. rumors of Shadow of the Colossus too. Yeah. They're just like, yeah. yo, like, no, nah, it ain't happening. Oh my God, man. how good would that look on PS? Oh my God. Anyway, let's not get into that one too much more because, um, so after this, we had the announcement of the prices and blah, 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 which we'll get to in a moment. But after that, the finishing thing. We had a motherfucking teaser for God of War Ragnarok, the sequel to God of War, one of the best games ever made. I'm just saying that. Um, we didn't get much. It was just a the logo. The logo. Just the logo and Kratos' voice. It really, this was just confirmation of what we already knew. We knew that a sequel was going to come out because, of course, there would be. And we we knew, I guess more like hardcore fans, quote unquote, would know that it was going to be Ragnarok. There'd been a bunch of teasers. It was teased thematically within the game itself, the original game that is. Um, plus we had uh, Corey Barlog's Twitter account was putting out all sorts of cryptic clues. And we also had a PlayStation theme pack that came out for God of War. Um, right, The word Ragnarok is coming were carved into a boat and it had to be translated and stuff like that. Dude, that's sweet. That's awesome. But this has been tease for a really long time the biggest shock that came out of this was the date now again we're, the whole thing is going to be it's going to get delayed it can delayed let's just deal with what we have at the moment though 2021 yeah i the, would the pro- not you know at this point that. they've promised us 2021 yeah yeah, yeah. okay yeah. I mean, so now that we said that when it gets delayed it's gonna get delayed <laughs> <laughs> probably but thanks kids i'm gonna live with that little bit of hope hey even if it gets delayed if it was to get delayed it would be what Q1 2022, you'd assume? Yeah, like Even any delay after that quick. Like, is still way, so soon. Like, way sooner than I, I expected. Like, holy we're getting this shit. game so much sooner. I was expecting like 2022, like holidays. Well, God like, of War was teased at E3 and it wasn't released to what, three years later, three and a half years later? And even then, like, if, yeah, if yeah, you, yeah. you watched um, Raising Kratos, the sort of making off God of War, you know, it only just made that release date. <laughs> like, by the skin of its teeth. Like, a lot of people were a lot worse for wear. It shows that it oh. barely made its release. Oh, yeah, it's great. Kidding. I'm kidding. It's great. I'm kidding. I'm kidding. I'm kidding. It's great. Um, it's a great game. Um, that, like, were we expecting to see that here? I had a feeling we'd get a tease. It, it's the date that got me. Because I, I think after yeah, the, pri- the pricing of everything with Xbox last week, Sony was just like, 
hey, we've got our price and stuff like that, but we need to make sure that we are really putting our foot down here because as we're about to get into, if you want a quote-unquote next-gen, and we'll get into that as well, console next-gen, Xbox has the cheapest option. So they're like, we need to really push our games here. So I thought, hey, if you're going to push your games here, you need a really big showing here, showing with your games. A 40-minute presentation wasn't just going to be console prices and release date. Yeah. Um, I think they opened this with like Final Fantasy 16 and stuff like that. So they were amazing things, but they needed one more. So yeah, I kind of thought God of I, War would be a good one, but 2021 just blew me away. I am disappointed though that that was, it was just this teaser with just like this graphic kind of thing with a little bit of animation. I am like, it would have been so crazy to have like a cool cinematic that just has, you know, an older Atreus or something, you know? I think yeah. they could have given us a little bit more. I think this was kind of a bit, Especially if it's coming next year, I know they've got plans on how they're going to roll out this information. I still think it was it was weak. Just it was a weak. Have the PS5 come out and the trailer is inbuilt into the console, so when you fire it up for the first time, it's like, <laughs> like oh damn! You scan what? a QR like, code like, on the like back VHS of the console. Tapes so, that have the trailers at the start. <laughs> my my boss yeah. at work just played God of War. Hey, Lockie, um, he just played God of War, and he, we talk about it in every single meeting we have. We start talking about God of War, and shock. I'm really cool with that. I will happily talk about this game. But we were discussing what would be a really cool way to show this game <laughs> off. And uh, if, if you haven't finished God of War, um, I don't know, mute me for a few seconds here. But at the end of the game, there's a secret ending where you go back home and you see Thor. He's come and he's like, Oi, the fuck, man? You killed my sons. I'm pissed off. I wish that this trailer was that running on PS5 so it looked better. And we get like two seconds more when you then see Thor. Because in, in the PS4 uh, version, you, all, all you already see is the hammer by his side. If it turned around and you saw his face, so we can see what we're dealing with. It's going to be a different Thor to what people are used to with the Hemsworths and shit like that. Not going to be as goddamn dreamy. But just <laughs> show me how powerful this dude is. Like, show me something intimidating. Someone's like, okay, Kratos, you have a fight in your hands. But Ragnarok in itself, just the name invokes a lot of uh, very epic storytelling with the whole story of Ragnarok, like um, Jormungandr gets punched so hard he goes back in time. That's, a, that's the big snake. All the gods die. Uh, well, I guess for God of War again. All sorts of shit's going to yeah. happen here. So I'm very, very excited to that. Let's move along to the, the prices and the reveals and what we were really here for. Um, so PlayStation 5 will launch on November 12th in Australia, um, which are the head of most of the world, uh, who will be getting it on the 19th. <laughs> Suckers. Um, the physical edition console, this is the one with the disk drive, $749.95 in our Aussie dollar reduce. Um, and the digital only edition will be $599.95, 600 bucks. Um, compare that to the Xbox, which, the Series S, which is a small one, is $499. The big boy is 750, so the same as the PS5. That releases November 10th, so two days beforehand. Um, and pre-orders will go live on the 22nd, which is Tuesday. So by the time this podcast is hitting your ears, hopefully I have my pre-order ready for that one. Now, this is where the trouble begin. Before we get into the trouble, really, really quickly, pricing. You guys surprised by that? Are you happy with it? Pretty happy. I, with I it, think it's spot honest. on. I'm glad it wasn't more than the Xbox because I would have been like, yeah. wait, why is it more expensive About than what the expected. Xbox? But I think for the most part, I I don't I was on the podcast where you guys talked about the Xbox, but um, for the most part, I'm kind of disappointed that it is as high as seven hundred and fifty dollars. 
I'm gonna pay. I'm gonna pay it. I've already pre-ordered my console. I'm incredibly lucky. Um, but I do think, um, that like with the Xbox One X, Australia got it. Like in terms of exchange rates, we got a very good deal on that console. Like the Xbox One X was a solid like 100, like like 100 or 70 dollars less than it would have been if you were to import an American console. So like I feel like they did us a solid with that, and I guess I was kind of expecting the Xbox and the PlayStation do kind of the same thing, um, being a more accurate translation, being maybe you know like seven hundred, you know six fifty, like cut us a deal, yeah, I don't um, think they- to really play up the Australian market and really get Xbox back in the game, you know. I think they would have in any other year, but they they would. Both Dude, Sony point. and Microsoft are struggling this year. All tech companies, everyone is struggling this year because of COVID nineteen. And even if they're not struggling, they know that they can get away with. They know it. they can get away with. We it. Like, have money, you know. Yeah. You know, they know that people are hoarding away well, money like Smaug. You know what is really interesting to me is something that I just picked up with the the console prices, and not something I'd ordinarily look into. But the fact that the I think both the PlayStation and the Xbox are being they're charging 499 euros for them as well, whereas it's selling for 499 USD also. So if you if you converted oh. that, um, you're pa- paying close to 600 US um, for the new PlayStation if you're in Europe, um, whereas we are paying, paying a little bit less than that, like 550 or so. So we're kind of getting a good deal, whereas the rest of the world is getting a, hey. a really bad deal. <laughs> Can we actually just talk about the rest of the world again for a second? I find it weird that there's a staggered release date. Happened with the PS3 as well, as well I believe. I, um, I, I mean, it's probably just because Europe, like, like PlayStation dominates in Europe. So they can afford to be like, okay, it's going to come out a week later, but you guys are going to have, like, all the consoles. Like, you guys will be... You, they're going to allocate a large portion of their consoles to Europe, you know? I, I also find it's weird that Australia's in the first batch. Makes me oh, really well. happy, so but happy that, it, that. that was strange. Yeah. We normally are because so PS3... So is Mexico. I want to say other PS3... Yeah. yeah, I want to say PS3. We weren't. We were in the second batch. And that hurt. Because I could see all these That's reviews stuff coming out, and people playing. I was like, uh, uh, "I need this. How can I do again?" I want to play Lair. <laughs> yes, yes. We have to mention the more we mention Lair, the more we secret it into the universe. We will get a sequel. The sequel we truly deserve. Okay, because I know the whole thing about like, oh, you can use a six axis to control your dragon. That's old. Okay, you can now use a dual sense to feel your dragon's heartbeat in time with your own. Fucking beautiful. <laughs> <laughs> All right, let's move on. Better story than goddamn Harry Potter. You know what I mean? Um, so <laughs> this is where the mess began. So Sony in this showcase said, "Hey, tomorrow morning we'll have pre-orders op- opening up." To which Walmart said, "Tomorrow morning? <laughs> no, 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 no. You mean in two hours' time?" So Walmart in the US opened up their pre-orders about 22 hours ahead of schedule obviously with them opening up it was going to send off a chain reaction and that went worldwide where places were just saying shit the, the dam is open go for it um i was really lucky lauren thank you um, <laughs> we were writing up stuff on storymodegaming.com i always had to do in that voice uh, we were making sure that we had some articles and stuff for you guys and i got a message i'm like hey pre-orders are up and i've never moved that quickly 
managed to get one. It, so- was, it was crazy when the pre-orders dropped. I was getting ready to go to work and I gave Lauren all my like, you know, everything I need to give her to pre-order a console. I'm like, yo, this is- <laughs> Just imagine with a big know, box of my card, You know, this is everything. Um, you know, write pennies. this down. Like, oh, if it does this, just hop on it. I'll make sure, like, there's going to be money in there all day, you know, hop on it when they're ready. And then like, go through all that rigmarole, sit down and like, you know, have a piece of toast or something. And she's like, oh, they're up now. I'm like, oh. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> Out of nowhere. And like was not expecting that. If I didn't have the notifications on from EB Games, they were like, at the end of the presentation on Twitter, they said, we'll have information very soon. And I was like, yeah, you fucking will. <laughs> like, <laughs> notifications. Um, but I, I kind of feel so a lot of people, myself included, um, I had email notifications set up from EB, like I said, EB Games, stuff like that. And none of the, a lot of places didn't have time to actually email before they had to put it up. So a lot of people who had those turned on didn't get them in time to actually order, and that that sucks. Um, this is yeah. an absolute mess. We seem to fare a lot better than the US. Um, I was following the whole pre-order debacle over there, and because I think it, it's because I have more retailers, um, it it was a disaster. And then also, you've got like more stuff like Amazon and shit over there. Absolute disaster, and you saw people within like you know the gaming community, like known people being like, I, I didn't get one. How do I make content now? Like that's sort of my livelihood. I needed one of these and they're gone now. So Sony has come out since and said um, on Twitter, let's be honest, PS5 pre-orders could have been a lot smoother. No shit. We truly apologize for that. <laughs> and they have confirmed that there will be more by end of year. I'm not sure if that's more worldwide. I think, I think there may just be more US. From what I'm seeing, I think the second batch in Australia may be early next year. And that sucks so bad. They had three lots. They had pre-orders for launch day, then they had pre-orders for post-launch day, and now pre-orders for 2021. Correct. Are closed, but they're going to open them back up. So just everyone here, who got one? Yeah, I did. did. Very luckily. Yeah, Yeah. we got one. And Keel, you're just going to hold out for a while. I'm just going to wait. It's nothing to buy. But fair enough. Um, yeah, yeah. This this is a mess, and it's a, it's a real shame that it sort of took the shine of what was a really really solid showcase. This is one of the best showcases I've seen for a while, and this is the first showcase this year that gave me real E three vibes. Yeah, because there was genuinely yeah. stuff I didn't see coming, and like God of War, I am not ashamed to say I got almost like a little bit emotional just hearing the music kick in. <laughs> I have a thing with trailers. I get really like emotionally invested in trailers for games, and I don't Dude, know absolutely. why. Absolutely, yeah. Um, yeah. You know, it's a good conference when Josh jumps up and down like a little child. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> for the record, it happened multiple times. He really did. I screamed he at does. the top of my lungs. He screams. See, it, it was like six o'clock over here. Love it. Um, and my partner. And then was- the stream started. <laughs> we continued to scream. Yay! Um, my partner was sleeping, and I'm so- I'm lucky she sleeps like a log. Because I was in the next room with my headphones on, watching it, and there was multiple times I'm like, <gasps> um, <laughs> well, and then just the open yeah. weeping when God of War happened. See, in my case, I because because of when the presentation was, I slept through it, then woke up to get ready for work, watched it whilst I was getting ready, and then as soon as I finished watching it, I'm like, right, I've got to pre-order one of these. Let's see what's going on. And then I was oh, like, man. oh, shit, everything's on fire. Mm. So my personal experience was a complete fuckfest. 
especially in WA, I think we got kind of shattered. Yeah. Yeah. Um, in the sense that I tried to pre-order through JB Hi-Fi first, and they said, you can put down a $50 deposit, but we can't guarantee you shit. Um, which I'll, I'll come back to JB Hi-Fi in a second. Then went on to EB Games, and I was like, oh, second shipment of 2020, pre-order for that. And I'm like, but that's $200. Mm. I'll pass. Uh, and then I had a look at Big W and thankfully uh, was able to get one through Big W. How much was their pre-order um, cost? So I, I just went straight to EB Games and it was bucks. I had money put away for these. But yeah. how much was the um, pre-order? See, for I, I didn't. That was, I'm sorry? How much was the pre-order for J, uh, for Big W and stuff like that? I, I didn't know it was different. Uh, Big W and JB Hi-Fi were both $50. Oh, okay. Cool. Yeah. Um, so yeah, I was able to get one from Big W, thankfully. Um but yeah, according to a couple of um, people that I've spoken to who actually went in store to JB Hi-Fi to ask about why they couldn't guarantee a pre-order, uh, WA get none. WA got allocated nothing. Just Every single Eastern state was able to allocate some. And that was it. That was the entire shipment that JB Hi-Fi are going to get and in for 2020. The, for those like, you know, uh, international <laughs> listeners, like Simon's two hours behind us. So where yeah. we woke up, and watch this before I went to work 6 a.m. in the morning. Which is a reasonable time. You Which know, like 4 a.m. for I'd me. Sta- it meant that I could watch it before I started my day kind of thing. Mm-hmm. Like, yeah, Simon had it at 4 a.m. I like, getting up for that. Yeah, and he expected to be able to, you know, sleep through it and then, you know. Also, and then watch it and then go, oh, cool, pre-orders will be up in the next 24 hours and I can go pre-order one. Yeah, I but think I it was seen- unreasonable to believe that at all. And yeah. just also Isn't real it? quickly, if you're just like, you went into into store. What what does that mean? So back in the before times, we were able to go into retail stores. Um, WA we has dealt with COVID now. very well. Great work, WA. Yeah. Um, yes, we've done fucking fantastic. And, and you guys go we into can stores leave now. House for no reason now. Yeah, can I can house literally because we want to. Can we? Yeah, I can. Fuck yeah! We had lunch at a restaurant. A <laughs> we did. Wait for real? Ooh, very fancy. Yeah. Well, I, need, I need to look into what the restrictions <laughs> are. Holy <laughs> shit! <laughs> I mean, like, last week I went for brunch, you know, uh, at a, a cafe mm. next to the seaside. It was great. I had a the great time. Victoria is doing okay right now, so. Yeah. <laughs> it's, a real, it's a real tortoise in the hair situation with regional Victorian <laughs> WA beating us, isn't it? Mm. <laughs> <laughs> I, sorry, I say us like I'm in, I'm in, like, metropolitan Melbourne. I live near a farm. I, I often see kangaroos around here. I'm not in the fucking... I'm perfectly in the middle of metropolitan and regional. But either way, like, when there are fires, I'm at risk. When there's a lockdown in the city, I'm at risk. I get the worst <laughs> of both worlds. Anyway, before I start bagging out my area too much, let's, um, let's wrap it up. I think we went through, we went through quite well. Closer to release date, we'll do more of a comparison between the consoles, not just the consoles themselves, but also their... Um, the launch titles launch because the launch titles are very interesting, mainly the lack of. Um, mm. But we'll go into that in a bit more detail. And again, there's no right or wrong answer. If you get which one you want. Sorry, if, if Sackboy and Mac would make PS5 a right answer. Is, first thing I'm going to play on the PS5 is Final Fantasy VII Remake, and I'll get those textures loading in. Well, I. <laughs> did, sorry, just real quick, did anyone pre order any games? Yeah. No. Oh, Josh, what do you get? So I got Miles. Yeah, same. Um, I, I, I've gone to click on Demon Souls a couple times before Lauren's yanked my hand away and been like, it's going to be on the shelf. Like, you're going to be able to pick it up. It might be cheaper as we get closer. And I was like, I can live with that. Well, I can live with that's, that. That's Smart. true. I think Lauren's definitely but guiding I think you the right way there. I am. Other I than like that, 
Oh, I'm yeah. older, you see, so <laughs> that's my job. <laughs> Josh, just, um, just do it, Josh. I'll, I'll be the demon on your shoulder. Dude, just do it. I'll be the demon dude. soul <laughs> on your shoulder. Other than that, though, I think, yeah. like, I want to go pretty hard, I think, at launch. Like, I've got money put away so for yeah. it, so should be all right. I, um, so I want to get, like, I want to get set boy and stuff, like. I f- fell over. I like fell over, like tripped over, and somehow got back up. And I had two weeks of annual leave from work, just oddly around the time of the console launching. So you I don't know how that. The flipper. I don't know how that happened, but uh, here we are. <laughs> I'll be really, really pissed off if I miss on the Xbox and just have like thirteen days of nothing. <laughs> oh, I'll play Spider Man again, I guess. Well. If you want to hear more of our shit, our bullshit, just our various things and um, upcoming episodes, we're on Spotify and iTunes. So subscribe, leave us a review. Also, while you're there, check out Fan Critical Podcasts. They're also available on Spotify and iTunes and all good podcasting services. They are currently reviewing Lovecraft Country. So get on top of that. If you want to read about our stuff, just read and keep up to date with all the goss. Storymodegaming.com. Um, check it out. Get involved. Um, contact us at storymodevideogamepodcast at gmail.com if you want to check us out on Facebook we're at storymodegamingoz we're currently running a Crash Bandicoot It's About Time competition which ends start of October we're giving away a copy of Crash Bandicoot It's About Time Star Rocket Science get involved um, and we're also on Twitter at storymodeoz and if you want to chuck a few pennies our way if you have a few pennies after you've pre-ordered the PS5 uh, jump on the Patreon search for Fan Critical and you'll get access to a few extra shows uh, and to the Discord server run by Simon Evans. Um, hey, Till then, I'm not going to go through each one of you guys individually. All of you, thanks for joining. Hope you Thank you. Fun. Hope you're excited for the PS5. I know I am. Um, and everyone listening, I hope you get your pre-order in. And if you didn't, I hope they become available to you soon. Uh, thanks for listening. Play some games. Stay safe. And a little kiss. Bye. 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 Goodbye. Break his legs, bouncer. <laughs>